It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing and fantastic show. I'll introduce my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. As always, it will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. Now, one of the ideas we hear about a lot in personal development or building a successful life is to identify what you want and make plans to have that happen. That is certainly true. But what people often do not think about is that you also need to figure out what you don't want to do. For example, what are you unwilling to tolerate any longer? Who are you no longer willing to have around? And most importantly, why not? If you draw a line in the sand and say no more, that will cut off a lot of options that don't serve you at all. And it allows you to focus on the things that will serve you. This might mean disappointing a few people, so what? This is your journey. I resolved a long time ago that I am not required to explain my journey to someone who will not be committed to understanding it. It's a fruitless and pointless exercise. So just remember this. Resolve today to identify what you are no longer willing to tolerate. Draw your line in the sand. You will feel more peaceful, more powerful, and more productive. I promise you will be so glad you did. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my guest. And my guest this week is Mike Lloyd. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Think about something. When was the last time you were genuinely moved by a pie chart or a list of specs? You haven't been because that's not how people work. We communicate through stories, and that's where my guest, Mike Lloyd, comes in. He helps you communicate what you do in your language, the client's language, through photography, video, brand development, strategic marketing, and giving clients an experience they can't help but tell their friends about. He develops a step-by-step -step plan to bring your ideas to life so you can make money doing what you love. There is so much more to what he actually does, and I look forward to exploring that during the show today. And before I forget, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, and if you have not left a review, please do so. So here we are with my very special guest, Mike Lloyd. Mike, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. How you doing? I am doing fantastic and amazing, and I am so glad that you are here. We've talked about this for a few weeks, and here we finally are. So welcome to the show, my friend. We made it. Not even the difficulties of Microsoft and Skype could keep this from happening today. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So here's where I usually like to start. I usually like to hear a little bit about my guest's backstory because I fully believe that knowing where you came from can fully inform why you're here now and where you might be going. So give us a little bit of background. How did you get interested in your career and where did that all come from? Well, in the fifth grade, I saw a guidance counselor who said, you're going to go through some stuff and then you're going to figure out how to do things for yourself and everyone's going to want to learn those skills. Or at least that, that probably would have saved me a lot of time. Um, I've been doing professional photography for the last decade. It was like always a hobby when I got out of college in the recession in 09 and I couldn't find any work and I, I went abroad for a bit and I came back and I started this, this photography business and I had no idea what I was doing. 
So I was teaching workshops on the weekends to make money and, and traveling around shooting gigs. And I had to learn marketing. I had to learn branding and my stuff was garbage back then, but I love learning and I never slowed down and it just kept getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. And then other photographers were like, okay, cool. Well, you're teaching me how to take cool pictures, but how do I run a business? And so I started teaching photographers how to actually make money with their camera. Then other entrepreneurs were like, I know I'm not, I know I'm not a photographer, but can you also help me do what I do and make some money? And it's just been growing. And here we are. That's fantastic. A lot of people make a conscious choice to become an entrepreneur, but it sounds like it's something that found you. Does that sound accurate? Yeah. Everyone in my family is. My parents were, my sister is, my grandparents. Uh, we were never, you know, office folk or someone to work for somebody else, really. Um, so it's what I grew up around. It's what I knew. And, and I had no desire to, to give that up. Right. Absolutely. I find it interesting that you combine the ideas of photography and branding. Tell us about the intersection between those two things. Yeah. So in distilling what I do, because, you know, I I go to a lot of events, I, I meet a lot of people and everyone asks, well, what do you do? And as soon as you say something, there's there's two possible responses. I can either give something super clean that catches your attention you know, the, the elevator pitch delivered well, uh, and then somebody asks more, or you can drone on. It's like, well, sometimes, you know, for these people, I do this, it's pretty complicated and I like to do these things. And then you've already lost them two and a half seconds in, if you've even, you know, made that big an impact with the first few words you've mumbled. And I tell everyone I'm a storyteller. And nobody hears that. So they automatically ask, well, what does that mean? It's like, well, Mm -hmm. I tell stories. I tell your story specifically. And that's through photography. It's through videography. It's through copywriting, through marketing. And most importantly, I help you figure out what your story is. Because most people don't know their story or how to phrase it or think that it's even important, uh, which is sad but also amazing because that's job security for me and it's more people I have the opportunity to work with. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously having great pictures, great videos for imparting the message that your potential clients want to have is important. Uh, People tend to want to go cheap on that, but that's really not a good idea. It's like picking a tattoo artist. You can roll the dice and get somebody off Groupon, but you're stuck with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you get what you pay for now. I mean, anybody can go down to Best Buy and buy a $5,000 camera, but that doesn't make them a photographer. And there's sort of a gray area with photography is how you define a professional because, you know, everyone's got their own style. I mean, we've all seen modern art that looks like finger paintings from Mm -hmm. a kindergarten classroom and it costs $10,000. You're like, well, how is that the case? Like literally anyone could make that. Um, but then you see just a, a gorgeous wall size portrait that moves you and, and you know that that was done by a professional. Um, it's, it's easier to define that, but then there's this huge gray area in between. So what I like to say 
A professional is someone who can consistently deliver what they promise. So if you look at a photographer's website and they have all these polished photos that they've taken at at workshops and conferences where they didn't set up the lights, they didn't style or pose their subject, they didn't create the image, then I don't believe that they're a professional because they can't deliver those results to you. Mm. Interesting. Clarity around your brand is really important. And you, you tell stories, you help create brands through pictures. How do you help people do that? I'm sure there's something very intuitive about it, but is there something practical in the way that you do that? Yeah. So I've got a, a book that I work through. It's, um, I made basically a textbook and, uh, or a workbook rather. And I give that out to my clients and we go through it together and it, it identifies your why. Why are you even in this thing? What is your mission, your vision, your your values? Who are you serving? What is their position in life? Like what what do they really want? What problem are you solving? What language do they speak? What language do you speak? And I don't mean English, Spanish, Arabic. I mean, you know, are you Gary V? Do you swear a lot? Or do you speak, you know, like you're you're a 16-year-old texter. Uh, those are all very, very different languages. And we identify all of those things. Mm -hmm. Then once I have this picture in my mind of, of who it is that I'm working with and who it is they're serving, then we can build the elements around that story. But just making up a story without knowing who the characters are or the plot or anything else, uh, isn't going to be an effective tool. Yeah, I totally appreciate that. We've got probably a couple of minutes before our first break. I've heard other interviews that, that you've granted, and you talk about a mood board. I think that's so fascinating. Tell us what that means. I was like the last person to get on the Pinterest train, and it has been such a valuable tool. So I had a really good conversation with a, a new client today, actually, and gave her this same rundown. So I don't suggest that you go on and you try and find images on Pinterest that you want to recreate because you're not somebody else, you're you. But instead, if you define yourself as, you know, as in today's case, playful, lively, and approachable, those were the three words. I said, I want you to find 10 photos that look like playful to you and lively and approachable. Now from those 30 images, I can look at those collectively and I will know exactly what playful, lively and approachable feels like to you as opposed to finding something where, you know, I like someone in a white top and a flowy skirt and a cafe somewhere, you know, that's, that's too specific and it doesn't really solve the, the problem for us. So things that feel like what you want to achieve versus mm -hmm. that directly look like it. It has to be authentic. If you're grabbing stock photos off of Pinterest or off the internet, people are going to recognize those eventually and realize that's not really who you are. And then that creates a negative impression of who the client actually is. Right. Or worse that you looked exactly like somebody else and then you're building up their brand reputation or you're diminishing their brand reputation and that person's going to come after you to stop copying them. Yeah. I remember uh, a Judy Garland quote and I'm totally paraphrasing, but she said it was, it's much better to be a first rate version of you than a second rate version of someone else. Yeah, it's absolutely. So, so true. So what is your big mission? We've got less than a minute to the first break. My mission in one minute. Um, I guess it's to help everybody learn what learn that their story is valuable 
and how to communicate it in a way that conveys that value. Yeah. I, I love that. We are coming up against our very first break. My very special guest this week is Mike Lloyd. He is a videographer, a photographer, a brand expert, chief storyteller of his organization. And I just love all of that. And when we come back from the break, we will explore the difference between a brand and a business because some people think their brand is their business and uh -uh, nope, that's not true. <laughs> we'll talk about what kinds of events entrepreneurs should attend and what to avoid and how to sell without being slimy. We'll talk about this and so much more when we come back from the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time. You may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Mike Lloyd. And we are talking about telling stories through photography, video, and creating brands. If you have not picked up my book, which is called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, you can find it on Barnes & Noble on the website and in their stores. You can also find it in Amazon. You can find it at Books A Million or anywhere fine books are sold. I love the book and I would love if you would have it as well because I've gotten some really tremendous feedback. So Mike, here we are. Let me ask, from a business person's standpoint, we all face challenges along the way. What are some of the unique challenges that you have faced as you have built your business? I think the biggest one has been not feeling conceited when mm -hmm. talking about my strengths. 
Mm. And this this was a tough one that up until like really recently uh, I've struggled with. And I know I'm really good at what I do. I bring tremendous value. I help people. The results are undeniable. But to get me to actually talk about them like that with that kind of comfort has been an exercise in just practicing saying these things over and over again. Yeah. So I don't like bragging. I don't want to seem arrogant. But I know I'm really good at what I do. And that is and so important. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't own that. They think, oh, I'm, I'm okay. No, no. You better believe that you're good or no one's going to buy from you. If you don't believe in yourself, how do you expect someone else to? Right. I mean, I, I literally get flown around the country to teach people how to do what I do. I I think at that point I should be able to say that I'm good at what I do. Um, yeah. But it didn't happen in that order. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think your rock bottom moment has been in your business? My rock bottom moment. I mean, I guess it depends on on the context. OK, so I I did a thing with Groupon and Living Social several years back when I first registered my photography business, I had no idea how to market myself, but I knew that was a good source of leads. So I did some research. I called some folks who would run ads on their run promotions on there before other photographers around the country and asked what their experience was like, what they would have done differently. So when I approached both Living Social and Groupon, I was able to come at them with a solid game plan that wasn't just going to you know, fill up my calendar with non-paying clients. I still needed to be profitable, very profitable. And I was because I structured everything properly. But then I started getting associated with a Groupon level or a living social level photographer, which wasn't the luxury brand that I wanted to build. Mm. And living social and Groupon wouldn't take my pages down. Like the promotions weren't valid anymore. But if Mm -hmm. you were to look up my name... Or, you know, San Jose portrait photographer, those two pages would be the number one and two choice, and I couldn't move away from them. So I had to rebrand myself under Mike Lloyd photography and totally start the brand all over again. That was that was a rough one. I bet it was. I bet it was. So you had to rebrand yourself. So you have had a lot of practice in creating brands, not just for yourself, (laughs) but for other people. Yeah. What is the difference between a brand and a business? Because a lot of people think, oh, I have a logo. Now I'm in business. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would argue that you need a business license to go with that. Uh, You also have to solve a problem for people. So many things go into making a business. But a, a brand is essentially your identity, your personality. So it's like you can have a a physical body, but then you have a personality to go with that body, right? Like Mm -hmm. we have lots of humans on the planet, but every person has a different personality and your brand is your personality. It's your language. It's how you speak. Uh, yes, it's the colors. Your logo is a, a small graphical representation of those things, but it, it, it's like 1% of what makes up your brand. It's how you serve your clients. It's how quickly you respond to phone calls and emails. Mm -hmm. It's how do you handle things when your project doesn't go according to plan. That's all part of your brand. It's, it's literally everything that you do that anyone could think about or form an opinion about. Yeah. And, and to take it even further, your, your brand is also how you make other people feel about you and the, problem that you've solved. Yep. 
or the solution to your problem is probably the better way to say it. Great. So let me ask you, how do you know when to pivot and when to keep going? I want to approach this from two completely different angles. Number one, some of us are struggling and we may or may not need to change direction. How do you know that it's time to pivot from that? So let's start with that. Totally. So I I did a really good podcast episode about this with a good friend of mine because she had to do something similar not too long ago. They ran a really cool boutique uh, service company that had a a great idea and they were doing very well and their investors were not uh, playing nicely and they ended up having to close up shop and she had to go in a different direction. So we did a, a little how to know when this is a good time to move on or to keep going. And basically you really need an honest look at what you're doing in your business. Now, are you pivoting because you're not bringing in enough revenue? Do you not have cash flow? Well, why is that? Is it because you're not actually solving a problem? Is it because you're not marketing well? Is it because you're not priced properly? Are you trying to sell things that people don't want or that they don't need? Or are you selling this solution to the wrong audience? There's so many variables that go into that. And until you can have an honest look at that scenario, and it probably requires somebody else who's very knowledgeable in those things to come in and look at them for you to give you that honest feedback because you just may not see it. Mm -hmm. But if you're, in theory, doing all of those things right and it's just not an idea that's catching on, then I think it's a good time to pivot. Or if it's not helping you meet your lifestyle goals. Absolutely. I love that. The other way I want to approach this when to pivot and when to keep going question is, let's say that things are going well, you've got this great new shiny bright idea. And now you need to decide if that fits into what you're already doing, or if you should do something completely different. How do you know whether to pivot away from something that's working or whether you should just integrate it into what you're already doing? Yeah. So this is a a great, great question because something I struggled with as well in my photography, I do boudoir and I do commercial, Mm. very, very different things. Yes. And I, I had them as separate businesses for a while and I ended up merging them into this one, um, both just operated under my name. And that was a tough thing to, to figure out, but it goes back to my, my mission and my vision and it's the storytelling. And those are both aligned with what I want to do. And they're the only two offerings I have. So if I were to have, say, wedding photography and family and boudoir and commercial and landscape and and anything else, that gets confusing to my my clients. But having two choices, I think, is still... um, still reasonable but the yeah. main thing it has to be aligned with your original mission and vision which is why you have to define those things in the first yeah. place and then it can't cannibalize or take away from your other one because that's the thing that's bringing in the cash flow mm-hmm. and you can't hurt that right and if you try to be everything to everyone then people might start to assume that you're not good at any of it yeah you're like the person that stands on a milk crate on a busy corner and shouts at all the people walking by. You're trying to talk to everybody and no one's going to listen to you. Whereas having yeah. individual conversations with people that are meaningful is is the way to do that. Absolutely. Now, Mike, you've made some very meaningful connections at events. You and I have yet to meet in person, but that is happening someday soon. Yep. I'm very certain of that. So how do you know what kinds of events 
you should attend and which ones to avoid because obviously there is an end game to it. You're not going just to go to be fanboy. You're going for a reason. So how do you gauge that? Setting your intentions first. Like you said, there is an end game. So have an end game. There's, I think, two reasons I would personally go to an event. One is because I could scout for new clients. And another one is because I want to meet people that I could either learn from or, or team up now that could also all happen at the same event, but knowing ahead of time, what speakers are going to be there, who else is attending. Usually there's like a Facebook group or, or some way that you can get involved with a community of the event ahead of time. So you can see what are people talking about? Who's very active? Who can you reach out to that might be a connector at those events? So when you go, it's like you already know somebody and they can introduce you to other people at the event who you might not have known are going to be there, but really setting your intentions in the first place, I think is the most important thing. Absolutely. Sometimes I go to events because some of the speakers who are going to be there are people that I really want on my show and I haven't had a chance to reach out to them yet. Yep. Or I've not connected with them successfully yet. And sometimes it's because I want to meet other attendees because sometimes I learn more from the attendees than I do from the speakers. Absolutely. And that's why if you have that intention, like I'm going to go and drum up some new business is your ideal client who you should have already defined. Are they attending? Is that the crowd that you're going to see there? Mm -hmm. And then you'll know whether or not it's even worth buying a ticket to. Absolutely. So let's say that you have met some people that could potentially be uh, clients. How do you sell without being really slimy and very needy and over the top? I don't actually sell. That's I love that. I love that. Tell us more. Right? Okay. So, for example, I was just down in San Diego for Secret Knock. This is like the event of events for me. Uh, I won't miss one. And when I was there, I mean, I got up on stage. I got to talk a little bit about what I do, and I do the photography for the the guy that runs the event, which was an in for its social proof for me as well. Mm-hmm. But I just go around and I talk to everybody that I can. And, you know, I ask like, well, what are you working on? What are you doing? What's, you know, what's important in your life? And and you learn what kind of projects people are working on. And when I find that somebody needs something that I offer, I offer a little bit of advice, some suggestions. And it's like, Hey, well, you know, everything's pretty busy here. Let's swap information and stay in touch. I'd love to chat with you more. And if it seems like a good fit to work together, let's do it. And if not, I probably know someone who's going to be amazing for you. And even if they're not somebody that needs photography or anything I do, I still want to connect with them because if I meet someone later on that day or the next day who needs what that person does, I'm going to connect them. And when you just start connecting people around you, they're not going to forget you. And mm-hmm. when anybody they meet needs something that you do, mm-hmm. then they're going to make that referral and you don't have to sell because your work has already been sold by this yeah. other person. I love connecting people who need each other. So yep. we're coming up against our next break. Can you believe how quickly this is going? My very special guest is Mike Lloyd, and we are going to come right back after the break. And we're going to talk about creating content And we're going to talk about what happens when you're struggling and no one's hiring you and no one's buying your stuff. How do you fix that? Something we all think about once in a while. So we'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Mike Lloyd, chief storyteller, branding expert extraordinaire. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio, why not? Please do it. It's on iTunes. Leave a review. It's free, free, free. Do it. If you love what we're doing now, you'll love what I've done for the last seven years. There's over 300 episodes in the docket that you can queue up and listen to anytime you want. So, Mike, we're talking about creating content. Let's say that, for example, for example, we don't think we're a good speaker. We don't think we're a good writer. We don't think we're a good photographer. How do you create content when we don't think we're good at stuff like that? Yeah, that's the amazing thing about content. It's literally anything that somebody can consume. I mean, I guess you could be a pastry chef too in that case. Um, mm-hmm. But if if you like speaking, then you have the world of podcasting. If you like writing, then you can be a blogger. Uh, if you like being on video, then you can do that. There are so many options. And if you feel like you're not good at any of these things, then you can hire someone else to do it for you. Um, you can get a social media manager to create all of your content for you using various, you know, photos of you, stock photos, even stock photos are pretty handy and they're way better than the nineties clip art that stock photos got a Mm -hmm. bad rep for. Uh, they've come a long way. So it's super easy. You can create video, which is more engaging than photos, and it gets a much better rate of impressions. And you don't even have to be on camera. You can interview your clients. You can do slideshows of photos. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Absolutely. And if you're not good at that, I would highly advocate source that out, whether it's to someone like Mike or a social media manager, as you just uh, indicated. I remember when I first started Success Profiles magazine, someone told me about a site called canva.com where you can create your own graphics. I thought, oh, I'll try this. I wrestled with that for an hour. I came up with what I thought would be my first magazine cover. I posted it and I got roasted. I, I, one person <laughs> even said the 90s called, they want their fonts back. I was embarrassed. I took it down. <laughs> but But somebody came to me. They saw that and and they messaged me and said, here, use this. 
someone mm-hmm. in my friends list who I'd never talked to before, he mocked up a cover for me. I'm like, this is amazing. How much do I owe you? He's like, don't worry about it. I'm going to ask you about business later. So I'm like, oh, you're smart. You're planting the seeds. You're giving yeah. before you ask. I love that. But yep. yes, my point being source that out if you're not good at something. So let me ask you something, uh, Mike. If we are in a slump, mm-hmm. no one's hiring you. No one's buying your stuff. How do you figure out what just happened here? Yeah, well, usually it's a 90-day turnaround from from what has been going on. So if leads just stopped coming in, that means about 90 days ago, something dramatic changed. And that could be any number of things. That could have been maybe the platform you're on stopped showing your posts to a majority of your feed or the right kind of your feed. Maybe you changed the way that you produce content or you stopped producing content. You produce less content. You change the kind of content. Um, so many things you could have raised your prices. You could have lowered your prices. Some other competitor could have come in with a higher marketing budget and then swooped up all that market share. That's why it's important to really track things in real time. Even if you're not proud of the numbers where they are right now, just making sure that things aren't going down is really important. And when you look at the curve over time, then you'll be happier with your results. Um, but it's like, it's like not balancing your books because you have a, a small bank account balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still have to manage that money even if there's not a lot of it. You can't ignore it until you have money because then the systems won't be in place uh, for you to successfully manage things. Absolutely. Let's pretend for a moment that we're talking to those in the audience who are new to what they're doing. Do you remember your first client, Mike? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I do. Um, I tell this story at almost every photography event that I speak in. Um, yeah. So, all right. This was my very first photography, like paid client. I, I donated a, a photo shoot to a charity auction because I, I learned that was a good marketing channel. People with disposable income. Like, mm-hmm. cool. I donate the session and then they still buy prints. We make all of our money on the back end anyway. The session fees are usually just to cover costs. Right. So I get an email from the event producer and they told me who had purchased the shoot and I had to like call him back to clarify. So this was my first client, my first celebrity client. I can't give them away, but they're a major professional athlete that I'm sure a lot of people would recognize. Uh, it was their family. Also, mm-hmm. uh, their children had disabilities. I've never worked with disabilities before. I mean, I, oh. I was barely learning how to pose like anybody, let alone, um, you know, different situations like that. So I'm like, okay, great. Nope, no pressure. And then we had mapped out a whole theme for this shoot. Uh, and then they show up the day of the shoot and they decided they wanted to do something different. And I had built out a set. I was like ready to go for a specific thing. And that's not what they showed up with. And it was, it was night and day. It was supposed to be like formal evening wear. And they came in basically Western clothes. Oh. Um, yeah, so totally different than what I was prepared for. My stylist was an hour late to do hair and makeup on them. So, I mean, I was I was falling apart inside. Like, I was trying to keep my cool, and I talked to my stylist afterward, and she's like, yeah, I couldn't tell that you were, you were nervous at all. But it was like everything that could go wrong, every high-pressure thing that could have happened was happening. 
we did the photo shoot and I felt like I didn't get a single usable photo. And we had a meeting two weeks later for them to actually come look at the photos because I take the time to sort, edit everything out, and then they come over to my studio and we look at everything. And I was still working out of my apartment at the time. So I didn't take the photos off my camera until the night before they came over because I was afraid to even look at them, that I wasn't going to be able to give them anything. And I went through them that night and I ended up having more good photos than I was ready for. And they came over the next day and the whole family sat on my couch in the living room of my apartment. And I had all my samples literally laid out on the floor in front of me. I mean, I was just getting started. I didn't even think to hang stuff on the walls yet in my apartment. And they, even to this day, placed the largest order of any client that I've had since. That is They bought everything. They like doubled my, my top package and then added on to it. Where she wrote me that check, my hand was shaken when I took it from her. And as soon as they walked out the door, I called my best friend, like, man, we're going out for dinner tonight and I'm yeah. I'm going on vacation next week. That's um, great. And that I was my first that. client. It was like the the highest highs and the lowest lows I have felt at a shoot yet. And I'm like, you know what? only get easier from here. <laughs> Fantastic. So as you have progressed in your career as a branding expert, you've developed a process. Let's talk about what it means to create a treasure map for your clients. Is this a business plan or is this conceptually something a little different from that? So I made a lot of business plans in college, but they didn't really teach us how to execute on them or how to actually use it to our advantage uh, once we you know, gave them to the SBA for funding or something. So I've never really been a big fan of the business plan. They serve a purpose, um, but that's not what this is. This is building out your, your brand, your business identity. So it's, it's your why it's your mission, your vision, your values. Like what does success look like? Cause entrepreneurs, especially in the beginning, almost never define what success means. So what kind of goals do you have? And then what will it look like when you get there? How will your life change? Because people are like, I want to be rich. I'm like, okay, well, what dollar amount does that look like? And what lifestyle will you have? And then people often find they don't need as much money as they thought. And then they can shift their goals accordingly. And the things that, you know, all right, well, if you want three Ferraris, then this is how much you realistically have to make. And like, no one really does that their first year. So uh, let's, let's work up toward that. But then yeah. it's your marketing plan. It's identifying your funnels. It's uh, different channels that you can market to. It's what kind of content are you going to create? Who's going to make it? Um, where is it going to be posted? Where are your clients hanging out? What do they actually want? Um, all of this. And there's there's several iterations of each of these sections because things will change over time. So yeah. I think there's five or six different funnel templates in there because yeah. you're going to start with one and you're going to master it and then you're going to add on a second one or you're going to get through the first one and realize this is not working at all. I got to change something and then you just go to the next page and start the next one. But I work yeah. through everything with you uh, and that's that's why the treasure map is so successful as a tool yeah. because I'm going through with you and if I ask the average new entrepreneur, even some seasoned veterans, like who is your ideal client? What is their life story? They can't say that. And if you don't know who you're selling to, you can't speak in their language and you don't really know what problem you're solving. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, that's great. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Mike. Um, when you are helping someone execute their plan, obviously social media plays part of that. There's mm-hmm. so many different platforms out there. How do you know which ones to use and which ones to just not do anything with? I suppose it really depends on what it is you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And this one's a lot easier than most most people assume. Where are your clients? Yes. So if you're catering to the 16 to 22 year olds, they're probably not going to be on Facebook, but they're going to be all over Snapchat and TikTok. And if it's the older folks, they're going to be on Facebook and they're definitely not going to be on Snapchat. Uh, if it's in the professional space, LinkedIn is mm-hmm. a monster of a platform. Mm-hmm. So, you know, does your, your audience go to the gym a lot? They probably listen to podcasts or do they commute long distances? Cause podcasts are great for commuters. Yep. Um, do they watch a lot of YouTube videos? So wherever your audience hangs out is where you need to be and nowhere else. Absolutely. I love that. We've got two minutes to our next break. What is the difference between a slogan and a tagline? I think people tend to confuse that massively. Yeah. One of them is tied to your brand. It's like a catchphrase for your brand. And one of them is a catchphrase for an ad campaign. So I I don't think it's really necessary to know which one is which, but just knowing that they they're different things like Nike's just do it is not a brand catchphrase Mm -hmm. or tagline. It's, um, it was a marketing campaign and then it just yeah. stuck because it was so successful. Yeah. So just realizing that you can have a brand identity and then have a movement in your marketing campaign, two separate things. Yeah. I, I love that because you, you know, and we don't have time in this segment to go over this, but sometimes big companies will change their brand or change mm-hmm. their slogan. And sometimes it works like McDonald's <laughs> and they spent millions of dollars going from you deserve a break today to I'm loving it. Yep. And then you have other companies that you don't know. What are you just doing? What are you doing here? Why are you changing this? You're changing this and it's just not working. But anyway, we'll talk more after the break. This is success profiles radio. My very special guest this week is Mike Lloyd. We're talking about branding. We're talking about photography. We're talking about executing on marketing plans. And we're going to talk about the importance of having a mentor In the next segment, we're going to talk about his workshops and who can attend and what he's looking for. And we'll talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. When we come back from the break, this is Success Profiles Radio. Please come back. to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com.
probably heard about the Ring Video Doorbell app. It has a motion sensor that alerts your cell phone if someone is on your porch or rings a doorbell. All you have to do is tap your phone and you can see who is at your door and talk to them through a remote mounted camera and speaker. My husband thought this would be a good idea to have for our home. However, I had no idea he had installed it while I was out of town. Imagine how confizzled I felt when I returned home, went to unlock the door, and suddenly heard my husband's voice calling at me for from seemingly nowhere. He had installed a camera and speaker high up in a tree next to our front porch. Talk about being surprised and confused. What's another word for being confused? Labertubles. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Mike Lloyd. We're talking about branding and photography and marketing and and making yourself visible to your desired audience. So, Mike, you do workshops. What are they about? Who are they for? Who can benefit? So I've been doing photography workshops really for the last seven, eight years, Uh, and it's Everything from how to how to set up your lights, how to pose somebody, uh, how to do editing, and then components of storytelling, things like that. I am just starting to launch workshops for brand development and and everything that goes into the treasure maps that I, I work through with my clients. And the first one is coming up here at the end of May 2019. Um, we haven't set the date and the location. It's going to be here in Silicon Valley. And I have an amazing, um, amazing woman out of LA that I've been meeting with at a handful of big networking events these last probably six months or so. It's like, if you need to get on a TV show or in Forbes or on the cover of the wall street journal, she's the one that makes all this stuff happen. So we're going to be doing a workshop on how to build a media centric brand and then how to get on the media and stay on brand. So I'm really excited for that. That's really great. So what I have not asked you yet is if someone wants to learn more about you or if someone wants to hire you to do their branding work, can they find you and learn more about that? Yeah. So if you get a light like the bat signal, but it's a taco and just shine that in the sky, tacos are my kryptonite and they always lure me in. And if you don't have a plate of tacos handy, you can jump onto my website, MikeLloydBranding.com or see my photography at MikeLloydPhoto.com. And if you land there, there are a million ways to reach me plastered all over the sites. And you're on LinkedIn. That's how we connected. Yeah. Well, we connected through, um, Alex Stern, because I was right. hanging with him and he's like, you got to meet this guy and gave me your info right there on LinkedIn. So, yeah, yeah. Go to networking events great. with cool people and you can end up on radio shows. <laughs> Absolutely. Alec has been on my show. If you've not listened to that episode, he's one of the co-founders of Constant Contact, hugely mm-hmm. successful, very humble and really amazing. I interviewed him last fall, I believe. So go yeah. to successprofilesradio.com. 
click view all podcasts and you can scroll in reverse chronological order or you can just control f and look for alex stern and you'll find it it's alec a-l-e-c alex stern so mike let me ask you about the importance of having a mentor because i know you have a mentor uh, or perhaps multiple mentors what what do you look for how do you vet who you want to work with yeah so firstly work with people who've done what you want to do and that's that's the absolute like non-negotiable thing. So we go on Facebook and we're like, hey, which logo is better? Or I'm thinking about doing social media, which platform should I do? And you're going to get a lot of unqualified opinions that that really have no value. So working with someone who's done what you do, they can look at what's going on and give you experience-based feedback rather than opinion-based feedback. Yeah. And I learned that from one of my mentors. And as you said, I might have more than one. I do. Greg Reed is Amazing. my mentor of mentors right now. Um, I had the privilege of meeting him last June. And we met because I have a tattoo on my left side that says three feet from gold. And I got I that, that from, yes. uh, right? So I read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And when I read that, I went and got this tattoo a decade ago. So when I met Greg and saw he had a book called Three Feet from Gold, I'm like, okay, we are both read the same guys. I got to meet him. And we Mm -hmm. just became instant friends. I do all of his photography and um, go to all of his events, which are always amazing. And he's one of those guys who's just every time we jump on the phone, it's like a two minute phone call and it's the most value i just yeah 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 greg has been on my show a couple times in fact he is one of the people i interviewed in my success profiles conversations with high achievers nice look i interviewed him and sharon lecter and frank shankowitz and don green mm-hmm. and eric swanson that whole group of yeah. people right about the time that think and grow stickability came out he invited me out to san diego to do red carpet interviews that's how i got to meet him in person finally nice nice yeah, that was so much fun yeah that was really great so let me ask you mike i know you stay very busy and you get a lot done so how do you do that and still have time to enjoy everything in life that you want to do outsourcing This has been like the absolute biggest thing for me in the last year is how can I get down to doing the thing that I'm really, really good at? And that's either going through these treasure maps and getting clarity with entrepreneurs or taking pictures. I'm really good at both of those things. I don't need to be doing really most of the other things in my business. So I found people that can do them for me. And whether that means you get an intern or you get a part-time employee or a VA, you don't have to get a full-time employee. You can hire someone, you know, for four hours a week to, Mm -hmm. you know, log all of your expenses and your revenues, just prep your books for you and to Mm -hmm. answer client emails, automate your, your scheduling with, you know, online calendars, things like that. So many things can speed up your workflow and take things off your hands. Yeah. Do you have favorite sites that you look for your VAs and outsourced people? I like Upwork and I like Fiverr. Yep. Same. Everything is through both of those sites. Any kind of like graphic work, design work. I have two people on Fiverr that I use and Upwork. I, I would go when you're looking for a VA to help you find somebody who who has experience doing what you want them 
to do. And depending on where they are in the world, I think they're going to be a better fit for certain tasks. So if it's if you're in an English speaking country, for example, and you want someone to make phone calls and speak with your clients, choosing somebody who has great command of the English language is a must. But yes. I have folks who who speak fluently, but I don't know that I I am ready to have them actually calling my clients, but they do all kinds of research for me and mm -hmm. data mining and so many other valuable things that don't require them to be like writing professional letters. Yeah, absolutely. So how important is it to take action fast? You get an idea and you just execute it like right now. Oh, this is so situational. Yeah. Uh, if, if you've defined your mission and your vision and it aligns with those things and it moves you toward your goal without cannibalizing the other things that are already working, I say jump on it. And I mean, you know, fast and slow are very relative terms. Sure. So, um, I mean, if, okay, if you get an idea like, you know what, I'm going to get a YouTube channel going right now. If, if you decide to do that and you're not producing good content – and it's taking away from the other channels that are really building a thriving community for you, then, then hold off until you can find someone to help you with that. Um, I mean, and taking on too many things as well, even if they're all short things that you can just jump around to, like it, it's really easy to get stuck in the minutia because you're yeah. like, I'm going to do a new newsletter format and I'm going to tweak my website and all these things that are not revenue generating activities. That's a thing I learned from Greg Reed. Yeah. You need to delegate a majority of your time to revenue generating activities. And, and if you get these inspiration for new things, write them in a notebook and when you're done with the revenue generated activities, if they still seem valuable, then you can explore them properly. Fantastic. I know you like to read. You've already mentioned Three Feet from Gold and Think and Grow Rich. Are there other books that you have found to be very influential to your journey? Definitely. My goal is 50 books this year, by the Good. way. I got through 30 last year. And so 50 this year. I do a lot of audio books. Um, yeah, let's see. I loved Unbranding from Scott and Allison Stratton. That was a great one. Uh, it's examples of other businesses who are just like crushing it and mm -hmm. also failing hard in the brand space. Um, and none of it has to do with their logo or their color schemes. It's how do they handle customer service? How do they handle releasing new products and removing products? How do they handle when they release something that's accidentally culturally offensive and they mm -hmm. never saw it coming. Those are all your brand. So this book was a great way to realize like what, you know, all the things that really go into make up a brand. Absolutely. If you were starting over today, knowing what you know right now, what would you do differently? We've got three minutes left. Focus on the revenue gener generating activities. Um, I would spend as little time as possible on my website. I would hire someone to build out my email marketing funnels for me. I would hire, uh, you know, even somebody part-time, whoever to do my social media management for me and not just, you know, somebody's kid cause they like Instagram, someone who actually knows social media management and marketing. Those are, those are very different things and spend as much time as I could getting in front of people who want to give me money for what I do for them.
That is a beautiful answer. And as we are getting close to winding up, Mike, here's the question I ask everybody at the end. Who inspires and motivates you? Uh, I'll go back to Greg Reed. Yeah. He has taught me, I like getting the chills right now. Um, he has taught me to really believe in what I do and to raise my prices and not be ashamed uh, or, or hesitant in the value that I deliver. And this last year for me has been so transformational. Um, things have been, things have been blowing up for me and it's cause I am. Absolutely. Final thoughts, anything that you'd like to share that you've not had a chance to share yet. I want to ask you a question. Sure. Why did you start creating content specifically this show? I love personal development and I've always been told that I should do something in my career related to radio. And this is a perfect opportunity to merge those two things. I love sharing and imparting positivity to the world. I love sharing my friends with the world who are doing great things and I love highlighting excellence. And that is my answer. Brilliant. And you weren't amazing at it on episode one, right? I was decent, but not amazing. I'm better now than I was when I started. Yes. What I did was I interviewed someone who I knew was going to be a fantastic interviewee in the first episode. So I knew that mm -hmm. if I stumbled, he would be right there to you know keep going. And that was awesome. So as we wind up, Mike, one more time, how can we find you? Uh, you can reach me, Mike, at MikeLloydPhoto.com or hit up my website, MikeLloydPhoto.com or MikeLloydBranding.com. Either way, I will help you figure out exactly what you need and how to get rid of everything else that's taking up all that time you don't need to be spending. Thank you, Mike, for being here. You were brilliant and fantastic. This was awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. And thanks all of you. For listening to Success Profiles Radio this week, join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview another world-class success, learn what they did, what they overcame, and what we can learn from that. Until then, have a great week, everyone. Goodbye. Take care. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.